Thanks for listening to our Faith Church podcast. Let's listen to today's message. All right, so anybody ready to hear the word of God this morning? Amen. Well, I want to open up with a word of prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we invite you into this place today. We ask that you would speak in, through, in me, through me, the word of God. Let it just bring about understanding, freedom. Lord Father, let it bring healing. Let it bring uh, just understanding. God, we submit everything to you. Let there not be any distractions. We silence all the different things that would try to distract us from hearing your word today. And I pray that you will build our faith, draw us closer to you than we ever been before. In Jesus' mighty name we pray and we say amen. amen. All right. So today I, I want to share a message that I believe God placed on my heart for the church. And um, it's, I'm sort of going back to the basics because I feel like sometimes you just need to do that. You got to just go back to the basics. So we got people on different spectrums. And what I want to talk about today is faith. And the sermon title for this morning is called Faith Walk. And we're going to be dealing with faith walk today. And I know that there's uh, plenty of people on different ends of the spectrum. You might have been saved for many years and you feel like you heard a lot of different sermons about faith. My prayer for you this morning is that God will show you and teach you something new that will equip you to do even more than what you've been able to do previously. Some of you may be fairly new in your walk with Christ or maybe don't even know Jesus at all. My prayer for you today is that you will see the power and the grace and the gift that God has for you through your faith and that you will be able to activate it and use it for your life. Amen. And so faith is absolutely vital for what we believe in because it is absolutely everything that we need to be successful as Christians, to be good followers of Jesus Christ. And today, many people in the church, especially in America, we have misplaced our faith. Let's be honest. There are more people putting their faith in our government than they are putting their faith in God. Now, there's nothing wrong with having a government. There's nothing wrong with having leaders. God establishes his leaders and put people in place and take them down. God does all of that. But when we as Christians get to a place where we put our complete faith and trust in them and their decisions, thinking that they always have our best intentions in mind, that's, that's a big problem. Because our faith was never meant to be put into an institution our faith was always meant to be put in God. Amen. Now, God will use institutions. God will use people. God will use different circumstances. But God wants us ultimately to always have our faith in him. Yes. People are depending on uh, 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 welfare just for, for their provision, making sure that God provide, or they're getting provided for. Well, what if God has other plans for you to have provision? Sometimes we put all our faith in our job and we think that our job is the one that gives us our paycheck every week. Although they might physically send that money and drop it into your account. It's by the, some of y'all, it's only by the grace of God you still got your job. I ain't gonna call no names and don't look at nobody. It's only by the grace of God that you still have that job. 
And so sometimes we think it's all about what we do. You know, I'm a hard worker. I do this or I do that. No, no, no. It's the grace of God that you have this. And so our faith has to be in God. In one moment, that job can disappear. Who are you going to lean on? as, as, As Christians, sometimes we can fall into a place where we have misplaced our faith and we don't even realize it. We misplace our faith and don't even realize that we, we go to the medicine cabinet faster than we go to God in prayer. We've, we've misplaced our faith. It's, it's so much more easier for us to cut somebody out than to love somebody and be quiet. Not me, I don't cuss people out. Thank you, Jesus. But some of y'all know what I'm talking about. It's easier for you to let your tongue loose than for God to give you the peace of God to be quiet and use wisdom. Be quick to listen, slow to speak, slow to get angry. You don't always have to say everything you, that comes to your mind right off the top. Oh, I don't know who that was for. I didn't. I wasn't planning on saying that at all. But it's so true because sometimes we can just get, we can just, feel like we need to lay everything out for the world to know. And, and God might be saying, don't do that. You're actually doing more damage than good. You, you might be tearing down somebody's faith instead of building it up. But we have a false sense of security in certain areas of our life because we've misplaced our faith. And I believe that God is doing a work in the church trying to build up the church for what he's getting ready to do. And as you've been, if you've been listening to what's been happening in our church and the different guest speakers and the different words that have been coming forth, revival is coming. Revival is coming, everybody. I want to let you know, revival is coming. But I don't think we fully understand what that means and what that might look like and what we might have to give up and what we might have to do and what we might have to believe for in order for that revival to really happen. And so I believe that it is my job and my duty and my assignment today is to start getting us prepared, even continue to get us prepared for the revival that's getting ready to come. And one of the things that we need to understand that everything that we do, what sets us apart from every other, Christi- uh, every other religion, every other God that they claim is God, is our faith towards God. That makes us completely different. That empowers us to do things that nobody else can do in their own strength. Because our faith is completely in God. And in order for us to see this revival to happen, to be fulfilled, there is going to have to be another mentality when it comes to faith. Do you believe that God can heal the sick? Do you believe that God can raise the dead? Do you believe that God can set the captives free? Do you believe that God can provide for you every single thing that you need? The church has to have faith. If we don't have faith, we don't have anything. So I'm going to take us back to the classic chapter in book of the Bible, the book of Hebrews, chapter 11. And I'm going to be reading from the first verse from the New Living Translation. But the, 
A lot of people will refer to Hebrews, Hebrews chapter 11 as the faith chapter because it, it lists about the characteristics of faith. And then they also list a whole bunch of men and women of God who actually functioned in faith. And so I want to take some time this morning to go through some of these, these, these names and characteristics and understanding of faith so that we can have a good understanding and we can take it and apply it to our lives. Can I get an amen? amen. All right, we're going to be starting from the first verse, Hebrews chapter 11, and it says this, faith shows the reality of what we hope for. It is the evidence of things we cannot see. Through their faith, the people in the days of old earned a good reputation. By faith, we understand that the entire universe was formed at God's command. That what we now see did not come from anything that can be seen. It was by faith that Abel brought a more acceptable offering to God than Cain did. Abel's offering gave evidence that he was a righteous man, and God showed his approval of his gifts. Although... Although Abel is long dead, he still speaks to us by his example of faith. It was by faith that Enoch was taken up to heaven without dying. He disappeared because God took him. For before he was taken up, he was known as a person who pleased God. And it is impossible to please God without faith. Anyone who wants to come to him must believe that God exists and that he rewards those who sincerely seek him. Faith is everything that we need. In this passage of scripture, it talks about the characteristics of faith, but it goes on to give us an example of someone that used faith. Anybody remember Abel? And Abel gave God an offering by faith. He gave God the best offering that he could offer him. And you know what? The Bible said that because he did that, that, that made him righteous. Do you know that when we function in, in faith, God makes us righteous through our faith? God makes us righteous through our faith. We live right when we walk by faith. Why? Because we are totally depending on Jesus. We're totally depending on the Lord. When we're doing that, we are expecting God to move. And even long after Abel was gone, we still talk about his faith. It's represented in the word. Not only that, we talk about this man named Enoch, that had such a close relationship with God that God himself said, I like you too much, I'm not even going to let you die. I'm going to snatch you up, I'm going to kidnap you and to bring you to heaven and you're not even going to, to, to taste death. And you know why they said that? If you read this carefully, it says this, because God took him for before he was taken up, he was known as a person who pleased God. And if you continue reading that scripture, continue reading that scripture, it says, and it is impossible to please God without faith. So that leads me to believe that Enoch was a man so full of faith that God just had to take him because he was pleasing him so much. 
Church, our, God, our job is to please God. And the only way that we can please God is by using our faith. Can I get an amen? amen? Where is your faith? Is your faith in the things of this world? Is your faith in, in your family? Is your faith in your job? Is your faith in your relationship? Where is your faith? We have to go to God and get faith. You know, the Bible says in Romans chapter 10, verse 17, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So some of you might say, I, I, I think I have faith. Well, have you been hearing the, the word of God? If you want faith, you got to listen to what God is saying. If you want to build your faith, you got to listen to what God is saying. You have to be in communion with God. Uh, Enoch was in such communion with God that he pleased God so much that he walked in faith. He always was communicating with God. He was always listening to what God was saying and then communicating back to God. And that's why God loved him so much, because he decided to use his faith. You know what makes faith, um, our faith so, so different than just seeing things happen? We have faith in God, a being that we cannot see. Sometimes that can seem like it's hard, right? It's a lot easier for you to believe that there's a podium right here because you can actually see the podium. And if you had a chance to come up here, you can knock on it, you can touch it, you can see it. it doesn't re you don't require faith to see this podium because it's there. It requires faith when we have to believe in a God that we can't see on a day-to-day -day basis. It requires faith to pray and speak to someone where you may not always hear them talking back. Ain't nobody's listening to me this morning. Let me. <clears throat> it, it requires faith. This is how we're, we, we're different than other religions. They go to their Buddhas, they go to their idols, they go to their different things that they, they worship and look for wisdom and guidance from. There is only one true God. And it takes faith for us to just even believe that he is. And not only that, he is also a rewarder to those who diligently seek him. Not only is our God a God that requires faith and that faith pleases him, he also wants to reward his people. God doesn't want us to be broke and disgusted and don't got nothing and mean and angry and, and not and smelly. I, that's not how God designed us. God designed us to use faith to get closer to him, to please him. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. Let's change that around. The opposite of faith is what? Fear. If you have fear, you can't please God. Let me say that again. If you live with the spirit of fear, you cannot please God. You need your faith in order to please God. And so we have to deal with the areas of fear in order for faith to arise, in order for us to do the things that we need to do to please God. 
Oh, I'm really hitting some stuff today, guys. I'm just getting started. I hope y'all ready. I want to encourage you today. My, my, my prayer for you today is that you will walk out of here. You will turn this off today feeling empowered by the Holy Spirit to go after and to believe God for things that he has given you and shown you and he, what he wants you to do. It's time to wake up, church. There is the Spirit of God getting ready to move upon our nation, upon our world, because Jesus Christ is coming back soon. And I believe that he's going to take as many people as he wants to, as, he, as we can, if we do our part. And if we're going to be church, if we're going to be the church, we need to function in faith, church. We need to function in faith. If you continue reading in Hebrews chapter 11, it shares story after story. Uh, Abraham, Moses, Joseph, it's different, different men and women of God that function in faith. They did something by faith and God counted them righteous because they function in faith. And it goes on to say this in verse number 33 of Hebrews chapter 11. It says, by faith, these people, listen what, hap what can happen when the church of Christ is functioning in faith. It says, by faith, these people overthrew kingdoms, ruled with justice, and received what God had promised them. They shut the mouths of lions. They quenched the flames of fire and escaped the death of the, by the edge of the sword. Their weakness turned into strength. They became strong in battle and put whole armies to flight. Women received their loved ones back again from dead, death. But others were tortured, refusing to turn from God in order to be set free. They placed their hope in a better life after the resurrection. When we function in faith church, we can overthrow kingdoms. We can rule with justice. We can receive the promises that God has for us. We can change some things around. Maybe God wants you to go into your job and flip everything around by faith. Maybe he wants you to go to that family reunion and flip everything around by faith. When you function in faith, you can do amazing things, amazing things. It doesn't even make sense Seeing Daniel in the lion, then they threw him, him in a lion den with lions that were hungry. I'm sure they ain't feeding him for a couple days, waiting for Daniel, plotting for him. But he had faith. He knew that nobody and no, nothing was going to stop him from praying to his God. Whether they ate him or God saved him, it wasn't going to deter him from pursuing God. And when they threw him in that lion, in that lion's den, when they threw him in that lion's den, the next morning when they came to check on him, he was not touched. He had not a scratch on him. He had no issues. The Bible said that the Lord sent an angel down to shut the mouths of the lions. Whew, I feel like some people need God to shut the mouths of some people in your life right now. Don't worry, you just keep doing what you're doing. Keep reading, keep praying, keep being a blessing, keep giving. God will shut the mouths of the lions in your life. 
when you do this by faith, you will see great things happen. The, the reason why I want to talk about faith walk today is I think some of us have misplaced our faith, and I think some of us have a misunderstanding about faith. The church has gotten, the church at large, many people will use faith freely and not realizing that they're not using faith, they're just saying stuff. I say faith walk because we walk by faith and not by sight. And so there is a movement that has to happen. There is a union. Faith without works is dead. So there has to be a work attached to your faith. There just has to be. You cannot function in faith without attaching a work. I'm going to make some stuff really practical today. Amen. I'm going to give you all some examples. Of it. You, you cannot attach your faith, uh, just have faith without attaching works. Even if you go back and read Hebrews chapter 11 and in its entirety, you can see where God said, this person did this. This person did that. This person did this and it was righteousness unto them. This person did that. Nowhere do you see this person did nothing. It was blessed all the days of their lives. Hey, Jesus, some of us want to receive that. Nowhere. You show me somebody in the Bible where they did nothing and was just blessed. Faith requires an action. And every person's action may be different. You know the Bible says that each person is born with a, a measure of faith? Do you know that you can increase your faith? I mentioned earlier, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Faith comes. Comes. Somebody's going to get this. Faith comes. It comes. I wonder if faith can leave. I wonder if it can come, can it leave? <laughs> I think so. If you allow fear to come inside your heart and paralyze you and grip you and you don't begin to pray and you don't, begin to, you don't fast, you don't read the word of God, you don't believe God for anything, I think your faith can just begin to dwindle. But the great news, the encouraging news for you today is that faith, faith comes. Faith can come to you today. And maybe there's some areas in your life where you feel like, man, I, don't, I, I lost my faith. I don't, I don't know if I can trust God for this. I believe that today God is going to re, rebirth your faith. That God is going to do something new, something fresh in your life on your faith walk. On your faith walk. We must walk by faith and not by sight. So when God gives us something that we want to put our faith towards, there always has to be work attached to it. I know people don't want to hear that. <laughs> but there's always something that you got to do with it. Even when it comes to the promises of God, if you do this, then you read the Bible, you watch the promises that God says, if you do this, then this will happen. 
But if you don't do this, then that won't happen. I, I can't make it any more simpler than that. So there might be times in your life where God gives you something to have faith, but you have to, to, you have to work with your faith. Faith without works is dead. You can't say, yes, you're a person with, with faith and you're not doing anything. So I'll give you a couple examples. Is that okay? Um, I, recently, I'll, I'll share this one recently. Um, I mentioned earlier we, we just had our third child. Um, we had two vehicles, but none of them could hold all of us at one time. So um, we, I've been looking for a while now to get a, a van, um, a, a minivan for us, because that was going to be the best thing for us in this season of our lives. So I had faith, me and my wife had faith that God was going to provide the right van for us. Um, and we wanted to buy it all right. We didn't want to take out any loans. We just wanted to go ahead and take care of it. And um, it was going to be everything that we needed. But let me tell you something. When you're believing for God to do some things, you have to do your part. So my part was to believe and trust God and to do the work. So I was up looking for vans, going to meet people, messaging them, asking them about um, the, the vehicle, asking them about, about prices. I would be like nightly just looking. I was doing work. I was putting my work in. I had, I had to do something so that God can bless it. Where some people might be like, oh, God's going to bless me with a van, and then you will take a nap. <laughs> don't talk about the van. Don't think about the van. <laughs> Trying to, you still got a bicycle. Don't have no vehicle yet. Ain't went to a dealership or anything, but you're still believing that the, van, the, the van's going to come. No, no. You have to do the work. You have to, you have to walk by faith. You have, it, it, doesn't mean, it doesn't mean that you're going to find it right away. Now, some way, sometimes it happens like that. Boom, it can just happen like that. God can do that. But sometimes God is waiting to see, are you going to walk? You're going to walk by faith. I would go to places, and it, it, you know, the pictures look really nice online. They look, it looks pristine. And you get there and be like, what in the world? The car done changed colors. <laughs> Got a few extra stains from the last picture. I said, I don't know. Some, some of the pictures had snow in there. I'm like, it's August. What, where, how long has this been on the market? Talking about it was only up here for a week. I would get to places, I would sit down in the vehicle, and my spirit would be like, mm-mm, that's not it. That's not it. Get up and go. And then, you know, even while we're doing that, I'll tell you another piece that brings, you, you got to tie your faith. Not only it works in what you do, this can also be a part of works, but you can also sow. You can also sow. I can tell you honestly from, from, from life experience, my wife and myself, and even before ma being married, I've learned that sometimes God requires a seed. Yeah. Let, me, let me rephrase that. Sometimes God is looking for a seed. Not that he's requiring it, but he's also seeing where's your faith? Where are you trusting him with your finances? Will you trust him enough to sow a seed and believe that God is going to provide what you're sowing for. You reap what you sow, right? 
So uh, every, every big major decision of, of our, my life and, the, and even in our marriage, there has been times where we had to sow seeds and then significant seeds and growing and trying to stretch our faith with seeds and sowing them, believing that God is going to make a way. And I promise you, every time, one way or another, God comes through. So we sold a seed, and I kept looking. I kept, I took a break for a little bit, said, okay, God, let me see if I'm going to let you refresh everything. <laughs> and then, then, then there was this one day, I, I looked, and I saw a vehicle, and I said, that looks like a good vehicle. I think that might be it. I told my wife, I said, I want to go check it out, see what, what they got. And in my mind, I knew where we were at. I knew how much money we were going to spend, and I was believing that God was going to provide everything that we needed for that. And so I said, all right, babe, I'm going to go check out this van and see if this is it. And little did I know, she felt the same way when she saw it. She was like, this, this could be the van. This could be it. But we didn't communicate that before I actually went to go see it. So I went, saw the vehicle, and, you know, I'm inspecting everything. I'm like, is the blinker working? Is that backlight back there working? You know, I'm checking everything. I, I, and, and I was like, this is a, a very solid vehicle. And it was out of my price range slightly. And so I was like, all right, let me call my wife, talk it over with her. Got the green light with her. And I said, okay, well, all right, let's talk. Let's, let's figure out what we're going to do. And I said, God, this is where I'm at. Um, so I'm going to ask him for this much and let's see what happens. And so I went back. Um, while we were looking at the car, he's like, what do you do? I said, oh, I'm a youth pastor. I, work with, I, I was a youth pastor. I'm a worship, worship pastor right now. And, and we're talking. He's like, oh, that's so cool. That's so awesome. And so um, I get there and I talk to him. I said, I really like the van. I really like it. I think this would be perfect for our family. Um, given our circumstances, this is where we're at. Could you do such and such price for me? And that includes everything, title, taxes, all that kind of stuff. Can you do that? And he said, yes. Right out. No, 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 like, let me go check and find out. He said, yes, we can do that. And he said, normally I'm not this easy to negotiate with, but I like you. I really want to help you out. And we're going to, uh, we're going to make this happen for you. And God made a way out of no way. There's, there's, there's practical steps in using our faith. We have to use, we have to know what we're believing for, then we also take our steps of faith. Um, uh, while we're in the same subject of the car, we had a lease, a vehicle that we released, and the lease was getting ready to, to end. And so I was like, okay, God, I'm going to turn this lease in, we'll buy the van, so, and make sure that we don't have any payments, because it'd be nice not to have any payments. Can I get an amen? <clears throat> but I said, you know what? The way the market is right now, I'm not just going to turn in the lease. I, I want some money. <laughs> I, I, I want them to buy it out and I want us to give me something. Um, so I went to a dealership and I went to the dealership and said, hey, would you guys like to buy me out my lease? And they said, oh yeah, let's take a look over it. And they came up with some numbers. They said, well, basically given the state where it's at right now, we can just, you know, do an even, call it even and we can just take the vehicle from you. You don't have to owe anything or anything. I was like, no, thank you. And so, you know, you're walking. You got to walk by faith. Sometimes you got to know what you're looking for. You, you have to know what you're believing for because when you know what you're believing for, you just won't fall for anything. 
All right, so I went there. That didn't work out. So I went to another place. I said, hey, would you like to buy out my lease? And he said, oh, you know what? Uh, I think our inventory is pretty good right now. I'm going to pass. We don't want to buy anything right now. I was like, okay, cool. Walk to the next place. <laughs> and I get to um, another dealership. I said, hey, would you like to buy me out my lease? He said, sure, let me take a look at it and see, see what, what's going on. Took a look at it, went and talked to the manager, came back and said, uh, we'll take your lease, we'll take care of everything else, and then we'll write you a check for $1,000. I said, yes, what do you want me to sign? <laughs> Y'all laughing. I had, I had to call my mom and say, come pick me up. <laughs> I, I left the vehicle there. I ran out the place. I was like, I knew God was getting ready to do something. So I said, come pick me up. Um, I'm stuck. I'm stranded. And, but let me tell you, I, God met me where my faith was at. I knew in my heart what God was going to do. And so I trusted him and he did, he did it. Whew. I'm, I'm sharing this because, what's the, first of all, God is just good. I'm trying to build other people's faith today. And sometimes it might seem little. I, for whatever reason, I'm dealing with cars today. One last story. Uh, I went to Wegmans the other day. I was getting ready to go in, and there was this lady in the parking lot. And she, her car wasn't starting. She asked the man if he had jumper cables, and he basically said, no, I'm pretty sure he did, but he just didn't want to deal with her. So I knew she was going to come to me next, and I just felt the Holy Spirit just say, help her out. So I said, yeah, I have some cables in my car. I pulled my car up, helped her get started. She said she just bought this vehicle. Um, it's a used vehicle, and it just won't start. So they went to do shopping and came out, and the start, car wouldn't start. So I said, sure, I'll help you. And I'm a pretty knowledgeable guy. I'm a pretty technical guy. I know how to start, jump start a car. But when I put them cables on that car, it wasn't doing nothing. It wasn't making a sound. Nothing was turning over. I'm like, okay. You know, all right, let me start my car. Nothing. Had her try it again. Uh, okay, let me wiggle, let me change the connection point and make sure that it has a, a good connection. Nothing, nothing worked. And I'm like, I know I'm not, I'm not slow. This should work. Uh, it must be more than just the engine or the, the battery. So <clears throat> it got to a place, she was getting really frustrated. Um, she was crying. She was, she was just overwhelmed in the situation and I just had I just felt the compassion of God because sometimes people are in dire situations it seems like in that moment and said so I said you know what we're gonna pray and we're gonna ask that God will get this vehicle started for you is that all right if we did that and she said yeah sure we can pray so I prayed I lay hands on that vehicle and I, I commanded it to start running in Jesus name and I said all right we're going to try this again. Go get in your car seat and um, go ahead and turn on the, go turn it on, turn the ignition. Nothing. Crickets. So I said, no, 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 just try it again. Try it again. Nothing. Crickets. And I, in my mind, I'm like, if God, if you can't start this car. I know you can start this car. I know this is like no doubt. I've seen him heal so many people. I've seen him do so many crazy things. This little car thing is not an issue. So I'm just sitting here. I, this person might think I'm crazy. I'm out here laying hands on a piece of metal and it's not even started. But something, when you have faith, 
you look beyond the circumstance. And you grab, there's something inside of you where you say, I, I don't care what this looks like. This has to happen. And so I said, go ahead and, and turn it again. She's in the car weeping and crying. I said, turn it again. Turn it around. Try it again one more time. I heard a little click. I said, oh, there goes a click. I heard that. That wasn't there before. Turn it again. She turned it again, started clicking a little bit. I was like, all right, God, I'll be out here all day because you can answer this. I told her, turn it one more time. Car starts right up. She jumps out of the car crying. Thank you, thank you, God bless you, thank you. I can go home. Her mother was in the car saying thank you. She was out. She even tried to get out and help. I was like, God, you, you got to come through on this. This is a simple prayer. Faith has to require some kind of work. And some of you are in circumstances where you feel like you're just like that lady. You've been praying and asking God to do something, but you don't see nothing happening. You turn to things and it's quiet. Crickets. But I'm telling you by the grace of God and the power of God, you keep going after what God has given you. You keep turning. You keep believing. You keep seeking God. You keep praying for your children. They will come back to the Lord. You keep praying for your spouse. They will encounter Jesus. You keep praying for your co-workers, your boss. You keep seeking God and watch him do something amazing in your life. Don't give up just because the circumstances does not look like what you think it's supposed to look like. Your faith requires you to work. You know what was very interesting in this passage of story where they talk about the different people and they talk about really mighty men and women of God. But there's one story that really stuck out to me that I was like, hmm, out of everybody else here, this one does not look like everybody else. You got you got Moses and Joseph, and then you got Rahab, the prostitute. In the Hall of Fame. She in the Hall of Fame, y'all, and she was a prostitute. But let me tell you something. If you go back and read the story about um, the, the battle of Jericho and when, when they sent in these two spies to check out the land, she was gracious and kind enough to hide the spies and keep them from the um, enemy, from, getting, from being exposed by the enemy. And she asked them if they would spare her life. She, was, she, she said, we heard about your God. They might be acting all big and bad on that wall, but on the inside, they're scared. Because they've heard the mighty things that your God has done. So can you do me a favor? Can you spare me and my family? She had some kind of faith. She knew about God. She knew about this God. And she knew that this God was so much greater than anything Jericho had to offer. And so she asked them and they said, yes, this is what you must do. Listen. Listen, church. You better get all your family in this one place, get that scarlet thread and put out your window, and whoever's in that place, we're going to take care of them. But if they're not in this place, they are gone for sure. I, I swear, they swore on that. They were going to take care of her. And, she, and God says, the word says, it was counted on the, to her faith. She was made righteous because she was believing that God was going to be her savior. Mm. 
Some of us don't deserve the, the grace of God or the faith that God has, has for us, but God will save you in the midst of chaos and craziness. And sure enough, God kept this word. They kept their word. When they came to destroy it, they were able to get her and her family out safe. A prostitute. Because she had faith to believe God. She had faith to trust the word. And I... I, I I want to emphasize on this. She had to do the work. Now, imagine if Rahab just said, oh, you know, I don't think they were serious. Uh, you call your cousin them. Cousin Nene. They're, they're going to be coming soon, but you can stay at home. I'm going to just ask them to come over and pick, scoop y'all up on the way, okay? I'm going to ask them to scoop y'all up, okay? No, she didn't, she didn't say that to her cousins them. She wasn't saying that to, yo, um, the, uh, they're going to be coming, the Israelites and their God, they're going to be coming and, and destroy the land. But if you sit down underneath the table, they won't see you. <laughs> no, it was counted faith unto her because she went to her family and said, come to my house tomorrow night at such and such time and be ready. Grab your stuff, grab your family. If you're not in this room, you're going to die. If you're not in this place now, if she had the faith to believe, I'm trying to give you a chance to be saved. I'm trying to save you from the wrath of God that's getting ready to come. And she walked by faith. She went to people. She, they didn't have cell phones. She had to walk. Come on. Get your stuff. Put that Xbox down. Get it. She had to go out and, and go get her family and tell them, come, come, come. God is getting ready to do a thing, and I believe it. <laughs> hey, I believe it. I believe the word of God. I believe that God is going to do something, but I also believe that he's going to spare me and my family and my loved ones. Woo! Hallelujah. So even if a prostitute can figure out how to follow God, what's our excuse? People that have been in church and seen the hand of God move in such mighty ways, seen the dead raise up, seen people healed in their, in their eyes, been touched by God, feeling the power of God. We ought to be functioning in faith. This is what God is getting ready to release in the coming days and hours ahead of us. There has to be a spirit of faith. We must believe God. We must seek his faith. And we must believe that he is a rewarder to those who diligently seek him. We must walk by faith and not by sight. There are things that God is getting ready to release in the atmosphere, especially in the city of Rochester, that the, there needs to be an army that is ready to walk by faith and walk and see the hand of God move. Will you be a part of that? Will you be a part of that? Will you seek God and say, God, I trust you. Maybe God wants to start revival in your workplace. 
Maybe God wants to start revival in your classroom. Maybe God wants to start revival in your apartment complex or in your neighborhood. But there is something that God is getting ready to release. But the people of God need faith to receive it and to ex execute what God is getting ready to do. It's not time to play around, church. Faith, church. Faith, church. We are designed to function in faith. That sets us apart. God wants us to function in faith. Are we hearing from God? Are we making time to hear the word of God? You know, there's many different ways where we can hear from God. One way is reading the Bible. You get an understanding of who God is, his characteristics. One way is through praying, worshiping, seeking God. Do you know that God still speaks today? Do you know that God spoke through a donkey? Do you know that God can speak through different ways and avenues? I think the problem that the church has is that we're not looking for God to speak to us. Or we limit the way that God can speak. God can only speak to me if I see it in red letters. <laughs> Go get you a job. <laughs> no, no, no. Everything that God says, now the word of God, yes, that's absolutely powerful. But God can give you a word in season for you, specifically tailored for you. And when you hear a word from God, it will build your faith. If you believe it, there are people that receive words from God and they don't believe it. So they don't have any faith. If you want faith, you got to believe the word of God. If you want faith, you got to believe that God is speaking to you. I believe that God told me to go help that woman with the car. So I believe that God was going to help me get this car started for this woman one way or another. And God came through. Why? Because I believed him. I believed that God was going to give me some extra money for this car. What happened? I got extra money from this car. Why? Because I believed him. I believe. If you believe, he can, he can do it. You got to believe the word of God. You got to believe. It's time for the church to stop him and the hall and what they want to believe on the word of God. If God said it, he'll do it. Somebody's going to get this today and it's going to change your life forever. Moving in faith causes us to get closer to God. Functioning in fear causes us to move away from God. People need to see our faith. That woman needed to see my faith that God can answer prayer. No matter how funny or silly or unconventional or crazy it might seem, people need to see our faith. I can tell you story after story about how God has just <laughs> been faithful in so, so, so many different ways. So, so many different ways. I, I tell you, we, when my wife and I were looking for a house, different stuff happened, different doors would open and close and 
Um, we were trying to get grants, and then the grants were all taken away. When, to make a long story short, when it came time, we found, got our house. We are paying less than we were paying for rent at an apartment. When we went to go for the closing, they gave me a check. Did y'all hear that? When I went to closing, normally that's when people come with their big checks of however 10, 15, 20, 20, 20% of whatever their, their, their mortgage is. They wrote me a check. And a couple of weeks later, sent me another check saying, we made a mistake. We owe you some more money. I got, another, I got another testimony for somebody. I'm just, I'm just we, we here, we might as well just keep going. Someone mentioned to me today, I got a, up this morning, got a text from someone. They were saying that they weren't feeling well, they weren't going to be able to come in uh, to serve on this morning. This is this morning, okay? And the person texted me after first service, says, Pastor Rob, thank you for that powerful message. Something broke over me this morning. I had symptoms of a head cold, and I had gone through a whole tissue box and working on a second one. I couldn't sleep due to the congestion in my head, and I wasn't able to serve this morning, which is why I text you and I watched online. I participated and believed God for my healing. I don't know when God touched me, but I know he did. I am up washing the dishes, loading clothes in the wash, and getting ready to make a pot of chili. <laughs> My strength is coming back. This person had enough faith to say, you know, I'm not going to lay sick. Some people, they get sick, they, they halfway dead. You go in the room, the lights are all dark. Music is all gloomy, <laughs> candles lit, smoke coming from somewhere, I don't know. They lost their voice, Ugh, I can't do it. <laughs> Some people get like that when they say they're halfway, they're halfway gone. But she would decide to say, you know what, I might not be feeling well, but I'm going to listen to the word of God. And when she heard the word of God, it did something to her faith. And because it did something to her faith, she believed God. And because she believed God, somewhere in the midst of her believing, God broke through. That was this morning. That was this morning. I'm sharing these stories with you because God is no respecter of a person. What he does for one person, he can do for another. And there might be things that you're believing for in your life right now, but God is the one that can help you. Do you have faith and are you working your faith? Are you doing your faith walk? Are you doing what you're supposed to do? Are you researching? Are you learning? Are you connecting? Are you asking God what your next steps are? Are you partnering with God or are you working against God? Are you giving God something to work with or are you leaving God high and dry and then being mad at God? Well, I don't know why God hasn't brought my spouse yet. I don't know why I've been waiting here. I'm a good man. I'm a good woman. Somebody would be lucky to have me. Would they? Would they? 
Did you even allow God to change some polish some th- stuff? Buff some things out, maybe? I don't. We got to be able to give something for God to work with. God's just not going to magically do everything on his own for you. He's looking for faith. He's looking for people of faith. And when people of faith get together, amazing things can happen. Unbelievable things can happen when people of faith get together. Why don't we stand to our feet this morning, this afternoon? Hallelujah. What are you believing for? What are you using your faith on? Listen, we cannot let our feelings dictate our faith. And sometimes we feel one way and it causes us not to use our faith. (laughs) I'll share this story. I think it's quite funny for me at least. It might seem little to you, but some of you might be able to relate to this. When I was a kid, there would be times where people would make liver. They would cook liver, and I would taste it, and I would be, like, disgusted. Because liver is nasty. Everybody can go home? That was it? No. I just, I just did not like liver. I didn't like the texture. I didn't like anything about it. I can still think of it right now, and I'm trying to keep everything down while I'm thinking about it. But you know what? Because I had such a disdain for, for liver, things that look like liver just grossed me out. And so one day, some, uh, we would go to a restaurant, and people would have brisket, and I would think brisket was the same as liver. And then one day I was like, when I was, when I, I remember, I turned, I literally turned 30. So how many years did I miss out on good food? Anyways, <laughs> I turned 30. I said, you know what? I'm going to try brisket and see how it tastes. And I got saved all over again. <laughs> and in my mind, I began to think of how one moody decision prevented me from enjoying something that I would have normally enjoyed. Do you understand that one moody decision can defer you from gaining your faith or growing in your faith to do what God wants you to do? Some of you might be in a position to say, I I don't know if I want to have a friend again because last time so-and-so hurt me so bad. I I, I can't ever see myself trusting anybody. Where meanwhile, God has somebody that wants to be your friend or somebody that wants to be your spouse or somebody that would love to be with you, but you're not even giving them a time of day because you made up in your mind you wasn't going to let somebody hurt you. We make decisions in our minds based of our, off of our feeling, but faith doesn't require feeling. It requires action. And so regardless of how you feel, you need to be able to take a step of action towards your faith, what you're believing for. 
And some things won't happen until you get the faith to believe for the right things. Why would God put you with someone and you're miserable? Why would God bless you with that job and you can't take care of your finances? Why would God bless you with that house and you can't even take care of your car? Church, God is getting ready to do something great. God is getting ready to release his power in such a mighty way. But are you going to believe God? Thanks again for listening to our Faith Church podcast. We are so glad you chose to listen to this message. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast to receive notifications when we release new content. Also, follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Faith Church Rock to find out more information about what is currently happening at Faith Church.